Welcome to Groupies. This is the A side of this week. I'm Grant. I'm Amir. I'm Tom. Nihao. Wajao. Hannah. <laughs> and this week, you, we're Amir. talking about a classic album. And as you guessed it, I think Hannah kind of gave it away here. She's going to take it away with. <laughs> that was actually Mandarin, not Korean. Um, but anyway. Oh, yeah. Nihao's Chinese. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 Or um, Mandarin. But I don't speak any Korean, so I did Mandarin instead. Mm. So I get to do our episode today for the A-side. I'm the last one yet on this, our beginning of our new format where we all pick a a general or personal classic for the A-side, and it is my turn. And I picked um, 130 Treble by Dean is a Korean a Korean artist. He's uh, technically considered alternative R&B in Korea. I would have said Although I think that alternative should be be a loosely based statement because he's not super unpopular, but he's also not super popular. I think he really likes the title of alternative, so he kind of sticks with it because if you watch interviews... With him a lot, he'll people will be like, "How do you describe your music?" or "How do you describe yourself?" And he's like obsessed with saying different. Like, I want to do things differently. So, blah blah blah. Maybe so alternative think, in this case sounds like a different sound. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. And also a mixture of things like um, he. So one cool thing that I'll say when I'm kind of introducing Dean as an artist, um, whose real name is Kwan Yuk, by the way, but he goes by Dean. He um, actually picked. Dean because he's really into like American culture and he liked James Dean and he thought, thought that yeah he thought that James Dean as like a um I was used Jimmy Dean <laughs> the breakfast <laughs> sandwiches yeah, I, was oh my also, God. I was also thinking that <laughs> he also seems like he's a huge fan but we can get to after you finish this of current R&B sound in the US definitely um yeah, we will we'll get into that later, but he's been compared to a lot of the and I think he he definitely does that knowingly. So Dean is one of the only popular Korean artists who made his debut in music in America before he made his debut in Korea. And that's kind of like the opposite of norm. Usually they'll debut in Korea and then they'll, you know, come over and get an audience base in America. But he released um, his first stuff in 2015, I will believe. Let me look at my notes really quickly. Okay, so Dean started his career when he was 16, uh, working with hip-hop artist Keith Ape. Okay, so oh. Keith Ape is also um, an alternative oh. Korean yeah, I'm a fan. Artist. I know that is. Keith Ape is definitely, though, uh, it's an interesting mix because Keith Ape's a much different sound than Dean. Keith Ape is kind of um, harder hip-hop. He's like a dark rap. Definitely. Dude, yeah. Keith Ape does um, a lot of features with American artists, such as, like, he has a song with Chief Keef. He has a song with X at mm-hmm. one point. So, yeah, but anyway, Dean uh, started his career working with Keith Ape. Do they he, know each other like personally, or is it like through the? Label um, I think or it was a. I think it was a little bit of both. Um, okay. right, right now his label is Universal, but before he was on Universal, he was on a different smaller label. I can't think of right huh. now. But okay. back then, before he started putting out his own music, Keith um, worked. Or er, sorry, Dean worked as a uh, producer for 
or producer and a writer, a songwriter for other uh, Korean artists. And it was when he was working on song lyrics for popular bands and stuff that he started thinking, hey, I want to put out my own stuff. And then Hmm. that's why 2015-ish, he started working on his own things. And he made his first debut overall in music in America with the single I'm Not Sorry, which features... um, Eric Bellinger, I think is how you say that. I might be saying that incorrectly. Yes, yes, you're right. Okay. Um, That song slaps, man. And he worked with, (laughs) that's Tommy's word. Just got to put that in there for credit reasons. Um, He did that one. And then I think he also did um, Put My Hands on You and the other, he has another really popular one in English that he released around the same time. But that's when he made his debut. And then he went over to Korea and he debuted with his full album that we're talking about today, mm-hmm. which yeah. is the 130. It may just be said out loud as I've heard in interviews, I've heard people say trouble. I've also heard people just say TRBL. So I don't know. Say trouble or trouble? Trouble is what I was saying. Uh, so is 130 the BPM or is that just like a random? It's a trouble. It could be. Of all the interviews I watched, I kind never heard him actually talk about that's the he I think he wants to be. Okay. I think a large thing with Dean is almost like a borderline obsession with wanting to be different, which is arguably like he's not that different. But I think he does cryptic mm. things like that and alternative things like that because he wants to be. Which is edgy. what which was the whole thing with the Dean thing was he yeah. was like he grew up and then he'd see James Dean in mu- movies and he'd be like, Okay, that's sort of rebellious, I wanna be different type of thing. That's what I wanna do with my so music. He's seen like two movies. It's false. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, James okay. Dean was dead by the point that you know I he mean, saw Rebel Without a Cause and he's like, And that's yep, it. That's he it. Was like, I'm that's done. me. But also because of like cultural differences, like if you were to, you know, watch like um, famous Korean movies or famous Korean actors and actresses, you might get something different from their character than what they get from their character Mm -hmm. or whatever. So that's how he interpreted James Dean. And he was like, because that's what I'm trying to do with my music, I'm going to use, I'm going to go by Dean. And Mm -hmm. um, I look like James Franco too. So sometimes he. Yeah, no, I'm saying like James Dean. So he could have got him mixed up and thought they were the same guy. He also, on rare <laughs> occasions, does this thing where he goes by Dean Fluenza. Dean what? Fluenza. Dean Fluenza. Like it, like a sickness. Yeah. Ah, yeah. He's sick with it. I don't think it's feats. that creative. But then at the same time, I think about how I only know <laughs> one language. And if I were to try to make clever things with other languages, mine would probably be pretty corny too and then i have some empathy because i'm like yo you're out here being bilingual and i'm not so i'm not gonna make fun of your (laughs) your english um mastermind things you put together because i can't do anything in korean so good for you well a lot of them are out there because it's the second language exactly um mandarin is mandarin is the first language no i'm saying so english oh yeah okay gotcha mandarin is number one is english really number two yeah well out there what are you, are you think, talking about in the, in the world? world? I think Mandarin's first. No, Mandarin, Mandarin's number one. You're talking in the about world. Just in Asia. English okay, is number I'm two. I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought you were speak. I thought you were talking about in Korea, like and I was like, Mandarin two. is not number one. In Korea. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Anyway. Um. What were we talking about before we got into a language thing? Influenza. 
You said yeah, he's bilingual. Oh. Yeah, you said something about influenza. And it's impressive that he can do all the, the That he can at least do H1N1. some things. I mean, it's better than, <laughs> than what I can do. Yeah, okay, so what his... I just found it in my notes. It was here and now, hands on you, and I'm not sorry that he debuted with in America in 2015. And it was very shortly after that, in 2016, that he came back and put out his uh, Korean debut... Um, of pour up which is on this album are those songs, which he did with zico are those songs english or what korean? they are or are, they are mainly korean with some english mixed in why there. would you debut that in america that makes like almost no, 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 no. sense to uh me. no pour up was his his korean debut oh was so. when he came back and debuted I you in, said he debuted in america first he, or he did and those were but the songs that he debuted with in america first were english songs oh, okay, okay gotcha so yeah. then he went to korea He's so like, like the back. i was like um, that's a weird thing to do those are the singles i was bringing it up that aren't on this album that are just as popular for him reception wise as this album was mm -hmm. um were his english ones then he came back and he was making music in korean but something that you will list that you will realize listening to this album and the majority of Korean albums, no matter what the genre, is that even when they're mainly in Korean, there's gonna be English like sentences or phrases, you know, sprinkled in there because or intros. A lot of, you know, people who make Asian music are also fluent in English. And so it's just Sai, something Gangnam style. <laughs> I can't. We're just gonna brush past that. <laughs> That's what we're gonna do. Um and I have some stuff down here for, okay. So sound-wise, comparison, uh, Amir, he mentioned earlier that he thinks that it's pretty obvious that Dean wants to take some um, similarities with R&B sound from America. Specifically like the trap soul sound. Specifically like Bryson Tiller. Yes, like his yes. album's name, Trap Okay, trap so so did you read anything about uh, the reception of this album? No, or I just listened and was like, this sounds like a Bryson Tiller album. Okay, well, then you share a similar thought with a lot of people because a lot of the reception that the album received um, was a specific comparison to Bryson Tiller. And it, it, Dean doesn't try to hide that either. Like if you ask him who he listens to, he'll usually give like a list of like four or five people. And one of them is always Bryson Tiller. Tiller. Always. Um, I think they also, okay. So yeah. So us magazine spin wrote an article and this is a quote from them. It says it refers to him to Dean as the Bryson Tiller indebted youngster. <laughs> And recent Universal signee had some attendees comparing him to a young Usher. Smooth sound that reminds you of 90s era Usher or this year's Bryson Tiller flow. That one. The first So one. it was like various receptions. I mean, I get more Bryson Tiller I out of it than I get Usher. I can literally look but I'm just saying that that's like that was something that was written in a reception to be honest, article. He could, he could take this album, take his verses off. And then give it to Bryson, but like not current Bryson, but like back then Bryson. Which uh, how does that? Yeah, how does that make you feel? Because I know you, uh, you kind of like Bryson's older album Trap more than his his newer stuff, yeah, right? It sounds like Trap, which soul. I do as well. Which I think is but like Korean soul. Yeah, which is why like <laughs> Koreans can be trap. <laughs> Shout out to Keith Abe because that's all he does. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Is Keith, um, wait, Keith Abe, is he Korean? Yes. Yeah. Is it pronounced Abe? Abe. Ape. Ape, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his, uh, arguably his most famous song is called It Ma, 
which has like uh, X hard. on it. And Ichima is hard. It's also a bop. <laughs> and it also does sound kind of. You sound like emo rap? No. No, no it's no. it's more trap. Ah, very trappy. Then very it is. Keith Ape can anyway. This is this is for the B side. <laughs> this is for the B yeah, side. For, yeah, so, um, before we start talking about the specific songs and feels, I wanted to say how I got in to this. Ooh. Yeah, so, I listen to a lot of like uh, I don't want to just say Korean music because like Eastern music just lately a lot because like some of it is Mandarin, some of it is Japanese. Um, a lot of people who are like my age that are like 20 year old girls will say they got into this off of like BTS or something. Ah. Yeah. Um, so I don't have any issues with BTS and I do listen to them, but they are not what got me into this. What got me into this was my arguable, I arguably have a problem with K-dramas. I watch a lot of them. <laughs> I used to not talk about it, but then I got to a point where I was like, we're just going to be out here. We're going to be honest about who we are. What's, so, can you yeah. explain a K-drama? Because I'm not from there. Um, wow. It's just like, a drama in Korean? No. Is this the so reason no. I refer so, to it as a K-drama is because they all <laughs> tend to, at least the romantic ones, they all tend to follow the same plot mm-hmm. line and be very mm-hmm. just predictable and it, cheesy and sometimes offensive. Is it live action? Um, yes. yes. Well, in some yes. cases. Yeah. Okay. That's the yeah. Slice of life anime. I mean, anime is like a huge thing over there too. But when yeah. I say K-dramas, I'm more so lo- watching live action ones okay. than I okay. am long anime. as fuck. So long. And they all follow the same plot. Are they usually dubbed? Or like yes. no. subtitles? Well, I subtitle. Yeah. Um, there's an absurd watches. amount of them on Netflix. So how I got into this music... <laughs> That's great. <laughs> How I got into this music is because I was watching the most modern remake of Meteor Garden, which is actually a very old story. Um, it was based off of a show called uh, Boys Over Flowers, was the original one, way worse than Meteor Garden. Anyway, Meteor Garden has received like outstanding scores for their soundtrack, and they're basically their everything else. They had really good casting. They had really good blah, blah, blah. So I'm watching Meteor Garden, and I'm just watching to watch, and then I realize when I'm listening to the music, I'm like, you know what? This is a freaking banger. Ooh. And I get, out my, I get out my Shazam, and I Shazam that stuff, and I'm like, this song? I may not know everything that's going on, but I'm very happy. I'm listening to this. I'm smiling. It's a good time. This is like wake up in the morning, make coffee, dance around a little bit music. And I want it in my life. So I Shazam the Meteor Garden soundtrack. And the cool thing about the Meteor Garden soundtrack um, is that it's got about uh, like two or three songs that are in English, then like two or three songs that are in Mandarin that aren't sang by cast members, but like actual Mandarin artists. And then the rest of it, the rest of the soundtrack are songs that were originally created and sang by the cast of Meter Garden. By the way, because we're talking about K-pop, when we talk about Dean, I should say that Meter Garden is not Korean; it's Chinese. So oh. um, that all of the that soundtrack was in Mandarin. Um, so, but yeah, I was listening to that, and that's how I got into this as a whole. Because once I started um, listening to that music in my free time, I realized that I really liked it, and that's what caused me to branch out further. And then I started listening to the super popular stuff like BTS. And when I um, got done listening to them, I was like, "Hey, I wonder what some of the you know smaller and alternative artists are doing." Because when I listen to American artists, I really like to focus on. Um, 
alternative sounds. So I was like, I'm going to check out the smaller artists. And that's when I found Dean. And I really, really liked this album. And there was something about it when when I listen to music a lot and I talk about it on the podcast, I talk about it a lot of music I like for sentimental reasons. I think this episode is like uh, really cool in a different way because I have no sentiment to this music. And um, usually I'm a huge lyric person. And obviously my connection to this is not lyrical either because I don't speak these languages. So it's all a sound connection, you know, and that that really grew me as a listener, which is why I wanted to talk about it today, because usually I listen to stuff for like lyrical based stuff or for lyrical based reasons or like emotional reasons. But honestly, I just listen to this music because I think that instrumentally it's really good. Um, Dean, I like his voice a lot and the music that he makes puts me in a really good mood. And this album gets a lot of rotation for me because it's, it's feel good. It's a vibe. And, uh, that's different than I usually say. Amir's laughing. No, because, because when Tom, like he was listening to the the songs. Well, I was listening to Keith A for a second. And then he put his phone down and looked like he was putting down a briefcase. (laughs) (laughs) It looked like, 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 okay, I'm Just, it, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, on the B side, I'm just going to do some teasers right here. That on the B side, to, we're going to talk, since I brought in this Korean artist, we're going to talk about foreign music in general. So we're all going to bring in any foreign artists that we listen to, you know, that aren't super like Western based. And we're, you know, going to talk about who we like. So when we get on the B side, I will talk more about Eastern music. And like I mentioned, B- BTS, kind of like the uh boy band culture and a lot of other um some of the indie artists that dean often features in his songs like uh there's this really talented girl named uh, she oh. goes by hazy um she's on a lot of her his songs and we'll talk about no it's h-e-i-z-e <laughs> it's like haze but a I little bit of emphasis make sure on everyone e. else knew that it wasn't halsey no you know anyway that. so i will talk about the other um indie versus um super popular korean artists on the b-side and now we're gonna look at 130 trouble we're gonna go song by song can i ask you a question before you do this oh yeah so since a lot of it is not in english do you listen to it and then like look up what the translation is or are you just like yeah i'm gonna be honest a lot of the time i don't and here's why i don't you don't have to because i have a few times and it's always very prominent. Grant and I were actually talking about this before the Andy episode because he was, yeah. Well, you weren't looking it up. <laughs> you weren't looking it up. He okay. was. All right. Come here with an E. Yeah. It's here. Yeah. <laughs> um, when you when you look up these lyrics and you look up the translations, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm laughing at something totally unrelated. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to pull up my Spotify to look at this album right now. Are you going to say that the translations are like not, they sound dumb? They don't work. Yes. That's how I feel when yes. I'm listening to anime. Okay. I'm watching anime and then like and the, the see, outro comes in. And I'm like, what the fuck is this song? <laughs> exactly. So lyrics are really important to me I'll usually. So when I look up the lyrics yeah. for this music and I find that or they're... Or I just have the, see the subtitles. That I find that they're choppy or loosely translated and then I know this is not act, actually, you know, even close to word for word yeah. what this person is saying. Mm-hmm. And I don't want my positive feel on this song to be ruined by some loosely like choppy translated English thing that's not really what they're saying and also even if you do translate it like certain phrases and things they're just not they're just not the same like I know it's widely based the term lost in translation Mm -hmm. but like they can they 
they could be, you know, saying some things in their language that are like really, um, you know, that create a different emotional response or a more original. We may look at it and be like, oh, well, that doesn't make any sense or that's not very clever because a lot of it can be like lost in translation. Mm-hmm. So to answer that question, I'll say no. I don't usually look up the lyrics because the lyrics usually disappoint me because I feel like they're, you know, they're inaccurate good. or choppy. Or and also because I don't listen to this music for the lyrics. I listen mm. to this music for the feel. Like Tom does with every genre. Yeah. <laughs> uppity like Tom. Yep. Uppity Tom. Uppity See, I'm, Tom. I'm, I took over being the uppity, the, <laughs> the F lyrics person this week from Tom. Because I, I just listen to this music because it puts me in a vibe. And that's why Tom enjoyed it. Oh. So first of all, I'd like you guys <laughs> to go around. Um, first of all, I just want to say that um, all three of these podcast members right here are very nice gentlemen because none of them listen to K-pop, but they all did it this week. And so feel free to say your real opinions on it. You don't have to spare my feelings because you did what I asked was to just open your mind and listen to it. So let's all let's hear some responses about how this made you all feel. All right, so I was listening to Trap Soul today. <laughs> oh my I mean, God. sorry, to Dean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> damn, fuck, I'm sorry. It just slipped. It just slipped. I get them mixed up. They're very yeah. similar. Ah, I knew that was coming. But uh, I was listening to, uh, oh, fuck, Trap. No, I mean, uh, one eight. Amira. One, one thirty Trouble, the uh, Trap Soul album. But uh, I was listening to that and I really liked uh, Half Moon. He added a few to his playlist. No, 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 no. They're starred. I do that all the time. Oh. I add songs so I don't have to like download it. During okay. The, all right. All right. And then all I, right. You know, okay. but I like uh, the ending of And You, the outro. That should be an intro because it's the intro. So That's very interesting. See, I like I like the fact that the outro is first. I he think, said, "Well, he, did, uh, do you have more like background behind this yeah, album?" There, like, he says, "Is that there a reason why he did the listing on purpose?" Talk about the it backwards, right? Oh, so Talk I should have listed it. from oh, okay, seven to going. one. Should I listen? Should I have listened from seven to one? No, I I listened it from one to seven. But so I, you tell me, what did he say in about this outro? He said it was on purpose. Well, let me hear it. What was the purpose of it? I, I don't know. I don't know, honestly. Sorry. I'm I don't. Sorry. Okay. Flip the table. To be different. Okay. I hate Honestly, I wouldn't put it past him. I wouldn't put it. There could very, sake. very it's well not, be some sort of. Different. Some David. sort of. Exactly. <laughs> there could very well be some sort of complex reason behind him putting the outro first. But if it was just to be different, I wouldn't put it behind him. Because like I said, he's sort of obsessed with. It I think really he's bothers different. me that there's an outro at the intro, but there's no intro at the outro. That's what I'm saying. Because he's got to complete the full. Yeah. He just does it to anger you too, specifically. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. not different. Yeah. He's not. <laughs> He's not. I really enjoyed this, though. I'm a big fan. As as far as um, as pretty much agreeing with you that he's not that different, you still didn't say whether or not you enjoyed it or hated finish? it. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I interjected and you I interjected. I you off. Grant just didn't want me to feel too personally attacked, right. but I emotionally prepared myself for so, this episode. So no matter what happens, I'm fine. Idea. I like yeah. the end of the outro when it gets to the English part. I thought it was weird that the intro was the cops at the door because I'm like. Why are the cops in English? You know? Why can't they be in English? Because it just threw me off. I don't know. Like I like I because came into other the, parts of the songs are in English as well. Not just the cops. The cops were. I like how he says it's my fucking ex. Yeah. <laughs> I like that verse. 
And uh, I like the, the one ending. English line that's right, right in. <laughs> you picked that out for yourself. <laughs> and I like the ending because, like I said, I like the ending to the first song because I love the whole like. It's very, the lyrics aren't good, but. Mm-hmm. So you focused on the lyrics instead of listening to the sound. No, I listened to the sound too. That's why I said it sounds like Trap Soul. Okay. That's exactly why I said it sounds like Trap Soul. I didn't start looking at lyrics till I got here. And I also noticed the lyrics on this song. If I was looking at lyrics, I'd be pretty upset mm-hmm. because I couldn't fucking understand. Or Because of the translation. Yes. And I also like how he says motherfucker and he says motherfucker good. But uh, uh, Again, that one line, the English line. I just picks it right out. I like like this one. I like how he does the I Got 99 Problems. Shout out to Jay-Z. I like that. Mm -hmm. But I also like just the overall. Okay, I will say I like the overall sound because I do like that trap soul type of sound. Clearly, because I love that album. But uh, it's all right. Okay. It's not bad. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. When I came into this. When you say K-pop or anything with Korean, I usually think like a BTS or something like that. Mm-hmm. But this is like, I was like, I didn't even know but they made R&B. But this is more R&B, whereas BTS is more pop yes, hip-hop. I was going to say, I didn't even know they made R&B. I thought um, they were just Dean like, definitely has that. like hip-hop influences, especially oh, if you listen. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, but if you listen to some of his really popular singles out <laughs> some of his really popular singles outside of this album have, um, I would say... A little bit less of an R and B, and he picks up a little of the hip hop, especially when he when he features with people. What? But this album specifically, yeah, it is going to be different than if you're expecting a BTS sound. Yeah. So it was interesting to hear that kind of you know darkish R and B sound. So yeah, okay, solid. Yeah, I so I like like the the sound and the mood in general. Um, I really wish that like if he was going to go full into something conceptual like this, where things are backwards, mm-hmm. he could have done a lot more sonically to represent that. And is that just going off of the outro at first? Well, or is that going off of... Because he said in an interview for 21, the last song on the EP, that that was supposed to technically be the beginning, and then he just like flipped the track listings. But like, I feel like that gives you a lot more creativity. Because like, I think in uh, Kendrick Lamar's songs. Damn, he did the same thing, where you... At the, at the last song, there was like a a reverse sound and it was like technically you're supposed to go back to the beginning again to start it over. So like, I guess actually from making a composition that could have been a little more creative, but like mm-hmm. I still think a lot of the things that he's talking about are like, you know, relatable. And like, I did enjoy just the general sound of how? it. How? Yeah. How do you mean? Like, how is it relatable? Because he's talking about love and romance and but going how did to parties you get that? and not liking. How did you get love and romance? Because I looked up I the got, lyrics. I, whoa, you looked up the looked English up the lyrics. lyrics. Oh, wow. Yes. So I got. You can actually kind of get that without translating. I the just lyrics. got. He Some just wants things. to have sex. The, that's what I got. That's also a big part. I of just it. got even that. translated. That's more so to 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 fook. As a lot of R and B music is, yes. it's a lot about yes. sex and parties and self identity yes. and yes. just trying to pretend like you're going with the vibe, but also talking about your feelings. Mm-hmm. All right, I want to hear from the one who doesn't like lyrics that I felt like would be right <laughs> up yet, his alley. Still is not gonna like this album. Well, let and me say, go. Let me say this, Hannah Carriers. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna say it was bad. But you're, I, you're looking, first of all, but I don't like R and B whatsoever. 
Like that if I true. just had to yeah. erase one he genre, hates, yeah. he did the R and B. Yeah, he wow. and hates R&B. I will never listen to this album again. That's yeah. fine. We are the complete I just don't opposite. like the sound and we I don't R&B. and as much as you guys are like, he hates lyrics, I don't want to listen to it and be like, I got no fucking idea what's happening whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just don't like the R and B sound and I also didn't like that I could not. You chose any of the it. one the one genre of music that Tom hates with a burning passion it's you, like actually hate it or yes you just, like, i hate don't, i don't know i really R&B. don't like r&b yes He's it's too slow a way to wipe it out if he could yes he doesn't like slow music we've been over this i disagree i think he likes some no he does music. not i like There's he likes very 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 small amount of slow music you can tell you can say that you also don't like something that and is like it right which one some, if, I'm, if i'm listening to slow music it's not going to be r&b it's yes. going to be like some like folk music from the 60s and 70s. Yes, it's Tom not going to be literally you to, like, like Vance you can also get into your feels with some though. down music too, yeah, right? Yeah, that too. Which falls Current to me like, falls indie into acoustic? You yeah. listen to like any acoustic. Slow, it's got to be acoustic. I'm not listening to a lot of like slow anything else. Okay. Yeah. Just okay. trying to defend Tom my boy Tom. He's an uppity guy. He rarely <laughs> he rarely listens to slow music. Which is funny because the feeling that this gives me may be slow but it's not sad. I, well, I didn't say it's, it's sad, not, but I was bored the whole time. He like because yeah. it makes him bored. Tom listens okay. to music for the get hype. Like he wants the the drugs aspect. He wants to. He wants feel the, like he the just six, did nine. Yeah, I'm he, go punch like someone. he wants to feel like he just did a line of coke after music. You know what I'm saying? But you chose. <laughs> I something. wish I had something to say to that, but I feel like it's kind of true. It is true. Like there's <laughs> other people. Like for example, Grant, he just myself, we listen to anything. We can listen to any type of mood, like mood in the music. Tom anyway, says fuck the mood. I want true. that hype shit. Except for this episode, <laughs> though it be short and slightly confusing, is not about Tom. So yeah. moving on. Whoa! So Amir gets to go off for five minutes, but Tom says one bad thing. It's over. What else? Is there anything else? <laughs> no, yet? actually, that's it. Oh. <laughs> I was saving him from going off about you. Uh, they can go off about me. I'm okay with that. Okay. Well, I was anyway. saving you. <laughs> Grant was definitely attacking him personally, but yeah, I nice. think personally, Hannah. That outside, I I th- oh, this, I got one more thing. I think it was. wasn't my only issue. Was it with it? Is the is a, like a originality thing? Yeah. Like so, I'm, like you feel like he stole from Bryson Tiller is what yes. you're saying. Yes. You can yes. say those words out loud. You can also yes. say if you hate the album. Like I I'm don't not hate a, a the wee album because I, I like Trap like Soul. Okay. So I can't. Hate okay. So this you you don't hate it. You I just like the Trap Soul album. It's actually interesting um, but, talking about this because I didn't quite focus. I knew the Bryson Tiller comparison was a thing. It's so but, strong. Yes. Okay. But I didn't look into it like the I facts like it as much as you guys. I just listened to Trap Soul two days ago because anyway, of this album. I didn't look into the I facts the of it. Now, and I'm actually curious to know. I'll have to look it up after this episode when um the year release dates for like the times Trap Soul was released versus when this album was released. I'm sure this album was le- released. I think this album was released after, but I'm also so this not. This album was released in 2016. I don't know when Trap Soul was released because I don't listen to Bryson Tiller. Mm. This is what I want to say. I think a lot of all that stuff that you were saying about him trying to be different just to be different. 2015 is when Trap Soul. Or that's how I interpret it. That might not be what's going on. If that's true, that irks me a lot. Because like MGMT, after their first album, they were like, "Oh, we don't like being popular. We want to do something different." And I'm like, I just want to roll my eyes out of my head. Mm -hmm. 
drives me nuts. But I like I want to be different just to be different. I'm like, but it's not like it's not a different. That's the thing is for me, it's like it's not different. Here's the thing though, but in Korea, it's not different when you compare it to Bryson Tiller. It is different when you compare it to mainstream K-pop music. That's what I was gonna say. So when he says he's different, I think he's he's comparing. Actually, his similarities to American music, I believe, is what he means by when he says he's different, because he makes it a purposeful thing to combine his sound with American hip hop sound, and then I think that might be why he's like, oh, I'm different, because I don't think he's saying like, oh, I'm different compared to American hip hop. I think he's saying, oh, I'm different compared to like BTS and Icon and and bands like that. that. I feel that a lot. I feel that. And also the lyric, well, I guess the K-pop thing. I don't like hate K-pop either because there's some BTS songs. Well, no, that I'm actually like, you would because it's like upbeat this. and it has no lyrics. So I you put would one really BTS enjoy song BTS. on the rotation playlist. Did you listen to it? I Which tried to find it? the literally, I, I tried to find the most uppity, slightly, <laughs> slightly hardcore <laughs> Hip hop no BTS lyric. song that there is, I, which is Mic Drop. I listened to the whole thing, but I ha- I couldn't tell you. Especially, I, I didn't put it again. on there because I was thinking, I see on Spotify where I stalk everyone and what they're doing. I see both you and Grant on occasion listening to Stevie Aoki. And oh, yeah. um, Steve. Yeah, I was gonna say I have so wasted Steve, on me. I'm not a fan of him, but I listen. Steve to Aoki. Oh really? Steve. Like okay, so Steve Aoki like him. Does, yeah, does is responsible for the most famous remix of Mic Drop. Like the Steve Ooh. the Steve Aoki remix of Mic Drop is more pop. We're not even on the B side right now. I need to stop. Anyway, <laughs> just deep dive into your album now. Can when I, I say yeah, he's different, it. I mean compared to Korean mainstream, not compared to. The hip hop we're used to hearing, which he purposely and admittedly takes influence from. Yes. Anyway, I'm not going to get into uh, we're not going to take time to do song by song today on my episode, because like I said, I like this album for the overall um, like vibe of it. And because of language translation issues, I don't really get a different vibe song by song. Um, with lyrics or anything, I mean, instrumentally I can, but honestly, the whole album sort of gives me the same feeling. What I think I'm going to do is I'm going to like say my favorites off of it. And then maybe you guys can say the one, if there is one, one or two that you enjoyed, then you can put that in as well. Um, my favorite is Bonnie and Clyde. Mm. And I also really like 21. It was probably like a mix. I really like Bonnie and Clyde. I really like 21. I think they're two of the most upbeat songs on the album. And I think they give the most kind of, I want to say like a like a party feel mm-hmm. to it. Um, and, which is funny that those are my favorites because arguably D or um, Half Moon is like one of my least favorites on the album. And that's his most popular on Spotify if you look at it. Um, it's not that I have an issue with Half Moon. I actually like every single song on this album, which is why I picked it as a personal classic, even though it's fairly new to me. But D Half Moon is one of my least favorites, and that's one of his most um, acclaimed. And it it won a bunch of awards and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but Bonnie and Clyde in Twenty One are my favorite favorite. Um, okay, I'm gonna be real about something. <laughs> so I like Pour Up. But I can't. Zico ruins it for me. Like I'll be listening to Pour Up, and I'm like, "This is a banger." And then Zico has this feature towards the bridge section in the song, 
and it just ruins it every time i laugh Why? i can't take it seriously because okay i'm gonna be i'm gonna be real and i mean this in the most compassionate way like i said i'm very impressed by these people and the fact that they are bilingual and um making songs that are a mix of languages but i think it's a i think it's a um a language translation thing because zico has this line in his feature that is in english but is like poorly worded and i just can't is the one we were talking about earlier or is that a different one I don't know. Were you talking about pour up? Um, it was like th- this is unfamiliarity or like no, 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 no. Um, so Zico's feature in pour up is pretty much entirely in English. That's why I'm saying that it's an issue for me because the word, the English words chosen, just kind of like it's got this whole anyway. It's yeah, still yeah, a good yeah, no, song. This is what we're talking about in no particular order. I take <laughs> off her clothes one by one. When the lights go off, it gets hotter. It just kind of sounds like That can't be what I'm talking about, though, poetry. because the feature that I'm talking about is in English. It's not those words. It is not those words. It's something about... Um, oh, I will do you tonight private special. Is that what do that says? Do it stage. Show me what you got. That's and then later no. on, okay, he okay, says, okay. should no. I shall come pick you up? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so all of those words, and most of them are English, and none of them go together, but the specific section of private special do it stage ruins it for me every time because the way that he says it is like he's trying to be a hype man and then i'm like oh god do a stage is not a thing please Zico, stop i know you're trying your best but please stop it sounds i can't do it do you think it's a translation thing like i don't do you think he does that too because i know on a couple of tracks dean like kind of uses an interplay between the English and Korean sounds of There is words. not a single... Wo- like no, you know, uh, no, I'm, that's not what I'm saying. There is. But what I'm saying is there is not a single time in which Dean does it where I think it is as cringy as when Zico does it okay. on Pour Up. I okay. just think that one takes the gotcha. cake. Anyway, um, it's still a party a song. It's a good one. And you, the... Okay, so and you, the outro, and D Half Moon are the only ones where I'm like, eh. I still like them. Like I said, I like everything on this album. But uh, Bonnie and Clyde and 21... And I would say I love it. It's just that I have to be in a mood for I love it. I love it is your like midnight playlist. You know what I'm saying? Like that song is strictly just about Mm -hmm. sex, Mm -hmm. but it's also it's a really good vibe and his voice sounds really pretty on it. So, but, um, yeah, those are, does anyone have like one or two that they either really like or really dislike that they want to talk about? I really like 21 and and you and then pour up and what to do i'm pretty okay so you really like andy cool about yeah okay yeah i'm a fan i would listen to he has a coming album right like yeah, so he's doing a lot the thing about talking about this album that's hard about talking about dean is that dean has just as much music in single releases as he does this album Oof. and um so he's been working on stuff a lot with different artists but a lot of them are singles and features i'd be curious so. to see what he takes for the next but i'm sure that he's yeah I think he is working on a new album now because this one got really good reception. This was his debut album in Korea and he's already like he's got a fan base going for him now. He's actually referred to the R&B, it referred to as the R&B Prince of Asia on several of the like Asian pop article things I read for this episode. So and that's off of one album. So we can wow. say that for him. Um, He got he got really good reception and built up a fan base just from this one like debut, eight though. song album. Yeah. Um, Amir? I like the and you and uh, half moon. Okay. They would if I had to make a playlist, 
and like take two songs off of it. Like if someone's like, you gotta fucking take two songs off this album. <laughs> Those would be the two I would choose. What about you, Tommy? None. If okay, if you were like choose a few that you or some good things about it. I thought the outro, um, that sounded like a song that'd be on like a, one of those like 24 hour study things that were like, like lo fi beats to study to. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, ah, I could throw that up. And it'd be like, he yeah. is lo fi beats to study to. And it's, that's what I'm saying. It's a vibe. And thing. then pour up has that like deep voice background where he's going, pour up. And I'm like, yeah. Sounds like swimming pools. It's exactly work. what I thought it sounded like. And I was like, I like that. Yeah. But that's, I didn't like the rest of the song, but I did like that bit, that aspect of it. Okay. Um, Can I ask you a question before you move on? Is there any genres that you don't like, Grant? Um, because if I mean, you've liked every album so far, we can get into it on another uh, B side. Okay, but there's a few. All right, I would say because he assumes uh, some, that if it was some country, be, that it I don't should be really K-pop? like. Question mark? No, I'm just kind of curious. Some there's been like some diverse albums brought forward, and he's like not really a fan of Latin music. Yeah. Oh. Mine is K- uh, no. I was gonna say mine is country, and uh, that's I still it. listen to I still listen to both of those. I listen to Mason Ramsey, but yeah, famous. So to round this out, I would like to end with um, like I said, this album got really good reception, um, and so in 2016, Dean became the first. <laughs> Can you guys stop? I have real social anxiety. You can't stare at me because then I'll forget what I was saying. Okay, reception. (laughs) Um, In 2016, Dean became the first Asian artist to perform at the Spotify house. I think that's impressive. Spotify house? Yeah. So it's not the same thing as Spotify Studios, is it? Um, I don't actually know. I mean, I know know they have the live recordings at Spotify. For or like Spotify sessions. It does say that. in his yeah his I biography though is, it though. says yeah it says in 2016 Dean became the first Asian artist Dean. not even Korean hell yeah Asian artist to perform at Spotify House and it kind says of he was Spotify to not do that sooner he but. was like, yeah honestly that's why I think episodes like this are important because it's like we t- everybody talks so much yeah. about music mm-hmm. and then it's like foreign music oh we're not gonna talk about it or do anything yeah. about it ever um anyway he was alongside SXSW and Miguel. And churches. And then I read what the US magazine spin said about him, how they have the heavy uh Bryson Tiller comparisons. Um also according <laughs> to the also according to the well reception of this album is the fact that he is now signed by Universal. Yeah. He was not, and then this album did well and Universal signed him. Um and <laughs> they he was re, he was a uh, included in an official report done by Time magazine about K-pop artists who yeah, are attempting. I was looking at that, yeah. So it's, Dean was included in a Time report about K-pop artists who are attempting to enter the mainstream American market, um, which he is. It has to do with his debut here and the fact that he you know takes a lot from American sound. He has been on several world tours already, or not several. I think two. Two or three, but he does. This dude's hustling off of one album and some singles. That's why I think that it's worth talking about. Like, yeah, he's done really well, and he does. He has mentioned in interviews that it's very important to him to go to as many places in America as he can because he wants to reach his like audience base. Where does he want to come to Mount Pleasant, Michigan? He has Mm -hmm. been to Michigan, not Mount Pleasant, but he's been to Michigan on his last tour. He was in Michigan. I I guess Um, we can talk about this more on the B side too. But like, do you think in K-pop and Eastern Music is it easier to rise up on less discography or not really? 
Sometimes I'll look into like some K-pop stuff and it seems like they don't like it's a really new thing and there's like not a ton of work. Yeah, oh, it's more people. so a rise. It's a do you mean new thing f- for it to be acknowledged in America? Is that I what you're so. saying? Yeah, it's a it's definitely a rising thing. Like I that's another reason I, you know, brought this episode in because like K-pop, even if you don't listen to it, especially like boy band culture, K-pop is a rising relevant thing. Yeah. And breaking a lot of records. Um. I think that's hard to say. I think that in in K-pop that Korean listeners pay more attention to um, the artists as people than we do. I Rather, think that's why boy okay. bands are a thing too. Is more it's like, um, you know, do do I wear the right outfits? How do I act in interviews? Do we have good chemistry as mm-hmm. a band? What's, Stuff like that. They still so, idolize people, what's, though, what's, right? That's what's, what I'm saying. And you do you have to pay attention to like an artist as a person in order to idolize them like that? I think that, that that is more important. And I think that Dean has, you know, he's had the right connections. Yeah. And he pays attention to like fashion and he's very big on like Instagram. He's always updating stuff and trying to be like culture relevant. Yeah. And also so he's very reason. handsome. So that helps him too. Yeah. Well, let's table that and save that for the B side. Cause I feel like there's an important mm-hmm. thing. That's a, we will. I if I brought this in though. I feel like it's a good thing as, to talk about. As much as I was like, on it, I Whoa. think it's good to have diversity for what we bring in. So yeah. I think yeah. that I as a podcast, it as well. I it's important. You. Thank you, I appreciate you too, Amir. I think that as a podcast, it's important that we recognize oh, yeah. other cultures' music, especially mm-hmm. because K-pop is the, uh, the majority genre. of what I've been listening to the past four or five months, and it just happened. And I may not have some emotional or lyrical connection to it, like I usually talk about on the pod, but I still think that it's awesome. And I wanted to share that. So, yeah, if you're interested in K-pop, don't think that it just extends to boy bands like BTS and Icon. They're great. And that is a thing. If you like them, you like them. I like them, too. But Korean music has just as many alternative and underground and indie artists as we do in American music. And those artists, you know, don't have to be in boy bands, be solo artists like Dean. And so look into those things, you know, on Spotify mm-hmm. and, you know, um, a really good um there's some like that hazy that I mentioned earlier, female artists for that too. So expand your horizons and grow as a listener and a person. I feel like that's a perfect, that's a perfect sentence Perhaps to end it on. Yes. Hold yeah. on, I got something else to say. I'm sorry, this comes out on Monday. <laughs> our next week sense. episode is going to be on our rotations. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, so it's not going to be album based. We're all going to bring in a handful of songs and talk about them on the podcast. And by the time this episode comes out on Monday, this comes out on Monday, right? Mm-hmm. Monday and Wednesday, correct? Um, by the time this one comes out on Monday, we will have the playlist for what we're talking about. It'll be finalized. It'll be public, and that's groupies colon the rotation. I believe that I'm the creator, so it's if you can find it through my name, that's Tom Delore, which is D E L O R. You can find the playlist that way too. Um, just so if you want to listen to what we're going to talk about next week. Tom is T H O M, right? T O. No, it's T O M. T A M. Tam. T O M. So if you want to listen to that, do that. Um, Hell yeah. yeah. What? You, someone want to give teas? We're doing the B sides again. Before oh, we wrap this up. The B side. So the B side. Is I usually let reference you. Reference it a lot this episode. I usually let you, my man. But oh, you I gotta, take it. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. So the B side, like I kind of teased earlier, is off of this discussion of Dean as a K-pop artist or as a 
you know, Korean music artists, is we're going to talk about foreign music overall, especially foreign music that's not heavy assimilated in Western culture. So we're going to talk about any, you know, other Eastern artists that we listen to, um, music that's in, you know, other languages other than ours. And so, yeah, if you're into talking about music on a broader horizon than we usually do, make sure to check out our B-side for this episode. With that, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you on the B-side.